It's time for another edition of I've Had It. I'm Mike Boyd. Wokeness takes a sinister turn. If there was ever an example of coming out of the closet, it's the left's complete and absolute support for the sexualizing of six and seven-year-old school children. It reminds me a little of when Rose was talking about how popular Ferris Bueller was at school. Quote, the sportos, the motorheads, geeks, sluts, bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, dickheads, they all adore him, close quote. Sometimes rallying off a list is an effective way to get people's attention. The list included most all of the disaffected, restless malcontents populating Glenbrook North High School. There is another group far more intolerable out there, populating more than a suburban high school. While the group at Glenbrook North seemed mostly harmless, the group most of us are having to con contend with today has a much more diabolical list. Thomas Puejo calls them the climatists, the Covidians, the mass migrationists, the Ukrainists, and the anti-racists. You can add the fluid gender champions, privileged proponents, and foes of toxic masculinity. To be truly woke, you must be all of the above. It must take a lot of time and effort to maintain such ideological purity to keep up with the latest woke cause celeb. While most non-believers estimate they only make up about 25% of those who vote, you'd never know it by their overblown presence. They are unrelenting in their pursuit, and if you try to stop them, be prepared. They'll try to come after you. If you pick a fight with any of them, it's best if you work for yourself, have no friends or family, and don't put your money in a bank. While they are master bulliers, they also have thick skin, excuse me, thin skin. They're like boxers with glass jaws. They can't take a hit. When parents take on progressive school board members, security guards show up out of nowhere. They cannot handle dissent. When a one-time supporter has the temerity to question any portion of the woke narrative, the woke police and Twitter trolls make an instantaneous counterattack. They are a well-trained, dogmatic army of ideological pit bulls. The latest culture contest involves the once kid-friendly Disney universe. Once the Florida legislature passed a bill limiting what teachers can openly discuss of alternative lifestyles to K through third graders, Disney's pro-trans work brigade went into action. Calling it the don't say gay bill, of course, by now you know there is no mention of gay in the bill, an apparently powerful legion of pro-groomer and LGBT plus 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 fanatics made it their mission to crush Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who signed the bill into law. They said it was cruel to limit discussions of sexual mutilation, pedophilia, gay sex, and transgender transitioning to six and seven-year-olds. Last week, reporter Christopher Rufo posted a tweet of a Disney executive discussing ways he can inject more trans and gay characters into their kids' productions. Disney production coordinator Alan Marsh, who says his team is committed to, quote, exploring queer stories and promoting trans, bisexual, and gender non-conforming characters, says kids are getting all this information from the media, and there's a lot of power to that, close quote. So that's what Americans are dealing with. 
having to decide if these types of themes are consistent with their value system will be one of the big stories moving forward. The left is all in. The right is conversely repulsed. With cartoons and movies, Americans who favor traditional treatment of the sexuality of characters can always opt out. But when it comes to the classroom, they can't unless parents pressure their local school boards, like instituting critical race theory and promoting the curriculum, the ongoing clash over the sexualization of very young kids in our schools will likely outweigh some of the more pressing issues we face. My name's Mike Boyd, and that's it for I've Had It.